This episode of the Boz and Bovril podcast was originally broadcast on the Celtic Rumours TV YouTube channel. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Hello and welcome to episode 51 of Celtic Rooms TV, the Balls and Bothered podcasts with your host Mark and myself, Paul. Join us on the short there. We have Tip Terence. Uh, Terence is Tier One Six One from from our forum CelticRumors.co.uk, where Celtic supporters discuss all things Celtic. Some great uh, conversations on our forum recently about Sats uh, fixtures uh, and Dominic McCoy. Even if you wish to check out the forum, that's CelticRumors.co.uk. On the short tonight. We'll be looking back at Saturday's 3-1 victory against Ross County. We will look at the latest news around Celtic Football Club. We will talk about where do the board go now after Dominic McCoy's resignation last Friday. And we will take a look ahead at Celtic's Europa League Group G game against Real Batiste on Thursday the 15th. We'll go through some stats about Real Batiste, what kind of style of football they play and who are the danger men and what can Celtic expect on Thursday night. Firstly, Mark will do a few shout-outs. Thanks for that, Paul. Uh, just a quick shout-outs to the usual suspect, Richie, ATG, Tim Alloy, Ben and Mal, uh, Malika, uh, Bobby, I see Bobby's in the live chat as well, I hope he's keeping a bit better as well after having the Covid. Uh, Mikey might be coming on later on. Uh, he's he's back at work, but he still he can't smell anything or taste anything. But he's about to treat himself to a big fancy Mercedes car kind of thing, sir. <laughs> <laughs> he will, you know what I mean? Dropping the podcast to go and buy a Mercedes. Cheek of I know, absolute cheek, Paul. Uh, we're at 496 subs now. Brilliant. We're getting there. We're nearly at the 500. So if you have no subscribed days, please hit the subscribe button. Hit the like button, and if you know how to do it, please leave a comment. Uh, did I say 3-1, Mark? Uh, 3-0, sorry, against Ross County. Yeah, 3-0, sorry. So just some news around the club at the moment. Uh, Celtic have set up a new special lane, lane card, which will be often to supporters who are affected by a hidden disability. Uh, research by Celtic has shown that the club, that, uh, people without visible disabilities are find it very hard to get resources at Celtic. So this uh, is a, it's like kind of a badge mark that that they wear, that the stewards can see, and they'll help uh, these people uh, join join match day, which 
it, it's it's good, Mark, because you know disability don't don't have to be physical. You know, you could be of a hearing disability yeah. or anything like that. You know, didn't he hurt you? Your mental health in that, Paul. Yeah. Some people aren't good. I'm not very good with crowds in that anymore. Kind of. Exactly. You know, it's a nice gesture, like, isn't it? It's something that I haven't seen before, Mark, really, you know. First, I kind of heard it as well today, Paul. But Celtic always seem to be the kind of front foot of these kind of things. I'm not mean, I mean, club, not saying other clubs don't, but I pay a lot more attention to Celtic. Do you know what I mean? I know that, I know that one of my pals has his young girl, she's got uh, autism and he's sitting in at that, see the room in Celtic Park where they can, they can take the autistic kids to sit and watch the football and mm-hmm. He says it, it's a great thing, he says it's for his daughter, his daughter she, you know, I mean, she really, she loves that kind of idea because she's no in the, no in the crowd and things like that. Uh, Mark, there's an error after coming up on the YouTube channel there on the internet. No, it's just is it how Velo's connection? I don't know. I never had the card. Please try again later. Uh, are we could be still. Are we still live, lads? Can you still hear us? Just showing up on mine is an excellent, excellent connection, Paul. Yeah, we're gone. We, well, we can walk around. So they can still hear us. Uh, Celtic have plans approved for a state-of-the-art building at, at their new and a new facility at the Borrowfield Training Centre. The new building will house six teams changing rooms, as well as a further two facilities for, for two officials, a gym, a reception, a first aid, and a reception office. Uh, there's currently uh, plans marked that haven't been agreed yet for an indoor said uh, that the first team was supposed they will use uh, John Winterbreaks, but that hasn't been approved yet. Uh, Celtic Ruins team put on a fine display at the weekend with a stunning comeback uh, in the Women's League against the uh, league title hitters Glasgow City. The game finished in a 2-2 draw. Uh, that's it, lads, for the news. We, we will discuss Dominic McCoy and all this backroom news later on in, in the podcast. Mark, this this Borrowfield thing uh, is currently uh, kind of the youths and kind of uh, underage teams that are kind of using this old training facility at the moment. What I'm, what I'm hearing is this. Uh, it seems to be, Paul. I mean, for, for what I've read, it just seems to be going to be continuing. Is that for the, for the young players in the, in the women's team? For what I read, it would only be the first team would only be using it. Use the indoor. I think they would use the indoor facilities during the winter. But during bad weather. I mean, the yeah. town, it's, it's, it's in the kind of back of beyond, Paul. Is it? Aye, as it's away out in the countryside kind of thing. You know, I mean, it does, it's, it's holes, the camps, it's, it's the base of the got the camps, and it does get out kind of a bad weather quite a lot during the winter. <laughs> kind of, there would be kind of prone, sort of kind of fog, so Mark, would it let it stand with it? I don't even know why, I don't know why they didn't build an indoor pitch at the next town. But my thing, like, is... But I think maybe the plan is... What, what would it be, the, the, like, Celtic on Borrowfield still, like, that was the whole going back, be kind of Tommy Bond's thing, Mark. They had kind of... They were using Borrowfield, you know, so, like, you, what's, the, what's the issue with the, the plan permission for the indoor, Mark? What's, what's the issue there? Like, if they own the ground, like, was there a delay? You still need, you still need planning permission to build things on land. Yeah. 
you know, so like that, that seems to be the only delay there. That this is is the plan. Everything else has been agreed. Bar in what they said, that's going to just don't in nitty grits marketing the small little things and stuff like that. But hopefully it's just a formality because it says we'll find out at some point this month. One of the articles. Yeah, they get it. They get it over the line. Um, so, do you want to bring Terence up? Uh, Terence just basically got a text off me at quarter to We're going live at seven o'clock if you want to join us. But I knew he was going to be listening tonight, so why not join us if he's going to be on the live chat, Mark? Oh, it's the merry merry of Paul, isn't it? Mm-hmm. You there, Terence? I am indeed, Paul. How are you? Good, why? Uh, thanks for this, Terence. Look, I knew you, like, I text the lads on on Discord last night, uh, this, tonight, but I knew you were going to be on the live chat, Terence, so why not join us, wife? We're going to be on the live chat. You know? I'll do uh, Just look up, before we start, we'll take a look back at at uh, the weekend's game against Was County. Uh, Celtic faced Was County last Saturday. Uh, Celtic were 3-0 winners on the day. Um, it was a tough game uh, for the Hoops, especially after Celtic's international players only kind of returned uh, two days ago. Some uh, on, on Friday, like Sir Tom Logic, uh, goals from new sign Cameron Vickers, uh, two from Forgotten Man, and now maybe Tortoise striker, uh, a Yesi, uh, before we talk about the game, uh, Terence, I'll come to you first. Like, it was a tough game, but it's a game that maybe last season, Terence, we would have struggled after the international break, but said they got the job done in the end, didn't they? Yeah, exactly. Exactly, Paul. And I, I agree with you fully. This, last year, we would have definitely struggled in this game. I mean, they, they beat us last year. And again, as you said, you have to take into consideration that all the amount of players that we had away. Um, you could see the likes of Tom Rogic was struggling. I was, I, I was even surprised, as I said, the last. Yeah, time. because we we thought he'd be sucks. We thought he'd at least make the bench. Yeah, I, I thought he'd even struggle to make the bench. And, and in fairness, they they dug deep, uh, and and they got the win. And at the end of the day, that's the main thing. Even if you have to win ugly, once they win is the main thing, you know. And that that was the key. You could see by the end of it, the players were tired and naturally tired. Because mm-hmm. the the squad were away in international duty, whether that be with the younger guys with the twenty ones or, as you said in Rogic's case, he was he was a good distance away. McGregor, Turnbull, there was a you could see it in them. But look, the main thing is they got three points and they kept the momentum going. That's all. It, that was the key. But Mark, also, it's it's actually it's shown a commitment as well from from the players back from international, and especially Tom Rogic. You know, maybe this time last year when Rogic wasn't done internationally, he wouldn't, he wouldn't even be able to make the bench. because. But that's shot, shown actually how fit Tom Roach has actually become under Ange and, and how much of a commitment he showed to Celtic this season rather than kind of going back a few seasons ago. We wouldn't see Roger playing for maybe a week after an international break. I think it was a mistake picking him on Saturday. I really mm-hmm. I did well, Obviously, we're going to give our ratings, but uh, I just... Game kind of passed them by for a long time. Yeah. Time. And I think it was, as I, we spoke about it, we didn't think Rogic would be playing. And I said as well, if, if uh, Kiago hadn't been injured, I still I wouldn't have thought he'd have been playing just because of the amount of travelling. Yeah. The travel, so I was really surprised to see Rogic playing. And I, I think I think Rand's made a bit of a boo boo with that. I think too, Mark, it could have been down to the amount of injuries we, we have at the moment in, in our forward line. And 
with Christy moving on, like, and, and Forrest being injured, Mickey Johnson is still injured, Kyogre's a big loss, uh, Jacko still wasn't, he wasn't match fit, and I think that was the only reason why Ange maybe picked Roderick, due to the fact that we're actually, if, when you look at it, we're short and numbers, really up front, Mark, aren't we, at the moment? Maybe not like up front, Paul, but like, I know what you mean, like that kind of attacking midfield kind of yeah. thing, but... I just see the mirror. I watch Celtic playing, Paul. I just can't see Turnbull and Rogic being in the same midfield, and it be, mm-hmm. just can't see that midfield three: McGregor, Turnbull, and Rogic. I can't. I just don't see it working. I really don't. But, but Terence, still, like we, we looked a bit leggy, and as you said near the end, it looked tired. But the, the stats that came out, like Celtic still had seventy-seven percent possession. Ross County only had twenty twenty-three percent. Uh, shots, Celtic had 21 to Ross County's five shots on target. Right, we had eight, they only had two. We had seven corners, they had none. Like, we still controlled the game, though, didn't we? Like, we were never kind of under threat by Ross County bar. Joe had two magnificent saves, but I'll get to them later. Yeah, but you would you would expect us that we would be dominant mm. or dominate the ball. But just going back to your point about Rogic, my worry is that. When a player is playing like Rogic is, who has been excellent this season, that's where I would worry that he's going to pick up an injury. Four outs, yeah. An injury more than anything, because he he's clearly was very fatigued from, obviously, the travel and the match and the whole lot. And you could see it. It wasn't a patch on the Tom Rogic from the previous games. Mm-hmm. And, and it's like it's like what Mark was saying there as well. I was very surprised that he was playing. And they're the kind of things that you'd worry that he does pick up an injury. And also, I think that's a time that and could have adjusted midfield. Maybe, maybe stick Shaw on and hold him. Push, push yeah. him sort of. Oh, even play Sorrow. You could play either the two of them. You could play Sorrow or Shaw. Either, well, either the two of them. Push McGregor further forward and push Turnbull up into into Rogic's in Rogic's position just to give him a break. Because I think I think it was an awful lot to ask of the guy to to play to play the game after such a such a long time. But I. What's your point? I do agree that Celtic, they they should have dominated the ball, Paul. They should have dominated. Mm-hmm. Always going to dominate possession. We all knew that Ross County were going to basically four four or five men. Yeah. And then five men and just maybe try to catch Celtic on the break if they can or maybe from a set piece. But, you know, I mean, in fairness to Celtic, they kept going. They kept plugging away. Okay, we got a break with the goal. But once we got, once, once we got the goal, you know, and obviously you cause you said you'll come to Joe Hart's crack and save. You know, I mean, they they always looked comfortable, but it was until we got the second, you kind of felt okay. The game is kind of the game is kind of put to bed now. Mm-hmm. But just going what what you're saying there, uh, and I, I agree with you there, Terence. You know, playing maybe uh, as Mark said, playing Zara or, or playing Shaw, like it's not suiting McGregor in that deep role we're not getting a proper effect out of McGregor in that holding role so we're not you know, we're saying to be the game seems to kind of pass McGregor by when it shouldn't be he should be controlling our game Mark shouldn't he? I thought it's done well in Saturday Paul I know I said he did but I think we're missing the the full effect of him you know up front aye, you know aye, I know aye, when he's sitting back kind of he's, yeah he's, McGregor's better than playing in like, the final third of the park. We know, we know that, but 
I mean, if I've said, Paul, once my, hopefully once McCarthy comes into the team, that'll let McGregor go back and play play in his natural position. Mm-hmm. Um, just like there was a few people, like there was a, there was a, there was a few people on on a, on Twitter, like they, they they weren't happy with the result. They, they were saying Celtic were too slow, think, but like Mark, people still aren't getting like this is still a brand new team who who would like we had. Vickers, who was making his debut, Young Yasha was making his debut there. You know, he, like the team is gelling. You know, and they still can't. They're still not happy. Like, do you know what I mean? That's just guys said there at the start as well, Paul. See, last season we we have struggled to break. Yeah. Right, and uh, we did struggle a bit, but we we done it eventually. We won the game three nothing. Last year we'd have been lucky to win that one nothing. We could have lost that last year, Mark. Uh, we, nah, we could have lost it. We would have lost that last year because that goal would have went in, that hat would have saved. And the, the problem is, Paul, Celtic could have won 5-0 and people will still find a fault. It's, yeah. it's just human nature. They could have won 5-0 and it'd still be someone saying, ah, oh, well, we he should have done that, he should have done this. <laughs> I mean, it's short memories. Like, we were we were losing to Ross County last year. We were losing to St. Mirren last year. Mm-hmm. It's a complete transformation, and the players obviously have a complete change, thanks to Ange as well. There's probably a bit more mental toughness there. They keep going, they keep going, they keep going, they keep going, and they grind them down. But that's it, Terence. That, that was the next point. Like that, you know, it took us to about the 60 or 64 minutes to get that goal. But with Ange's system, Celtic kept playing the way he wanted to play, and we were able to. You know, we got a bit of luck for for, for the first goal, like but. It opened up. We gradually started getting the space that we needed to break down down Ross County. And last season, we we were clueless to to breaking down teams like this, weren't we? One hundred percent. But again, you know, I mean, the ball was the ball and the players probably weren't going to be moving as fluently as they were mm-hmm. in those games. Again, a lot of that's down to the games they played in a in a short space of time, a number of games. But they they kept going, they kept going, they kept believing in what they were doing. And eventually, as I said, once they got the, the look of the, the look of the break with Cameron Vickers, after that, then they it ne- they never looked back. Like they always looked like they were going to go on and possibly score a second and a third. You know, at no at no stage again, apart from obviously the, the Joe Hart, the Joe Hart save, the Joe Hart save that uh, that you ever thought that they were going to be under 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 any real pressure mm-hmm. that looked Ross County were going to equalise. You know, yeah. Uh, it's the reason, Mark, why. Uh, Joe Hart is going to be such a big signing for Celtic. Like, uh, everyone said, look, we had our doubts about him. He's, he's past their thing. But this, like, Joe Hart had very little to do during, during the whole game. And uh, Joe showed showed me again anyway, and, and I'm sure he showed G, that he's still a top, top class keeper. Like, two greats. I mean, that header for, for, from uh, that was goal bound. Like, that, that was goal bound. It's just, you know? I think it was only the other night we were talking about it, Paul. Celtic goalkeepers don't have a lot to do during the game. Yeah. It's been yeah. so much time like in the opposition's half in that. And it's done to, to keepers being able to keep their concentration during these long periods where they're actually not doing much. I mean, the way Celtic play, Hearts more involved in the kind of playing out for the back stuff, but and, and actually making saves... Like in a normal game, he will only have like maybe two or three saves to make, and if he's mm-hmm. that, you can't fault him. No, like <laughs> Mark as well. It shows the quality of the keeper that when he's required to 
to step up to the plate, he steps up. Aye, he's got that. He's got the levels of concentration that that that's needed. Cause I take it for a lot of games as well. It was like up even playing for the likes of Man City. Mm-hmm. A lot of the time, Man City were like dominating a lot of the. Yeah, and he didn't. And he only had to make. Then as well, Mark, he only had to make maybe one or two, three saves during the game as well. Like, but that's showing like how he grew up. Yeah, he's always had to be that kind of keeper like, to keep his concentration going for the ninety minutes to make sure that when he is called upon, he's doing his job and he's he done it well on Saturday. I mean, the other side of it as well, the Mark. Sorry, Paul. Is that if you look at him, when they pan to him during the game, he never stopped shouting at the defence. No. Never stopped talking. You could, he, you could see him every time he was panning to the defence or panned onto him, he was roaring at this fella, he was roaring at Starfield, he was roaring at Kevin Vickers, he was roaring at ever, whoever it was. We, we've never seen that in, in the previous keepers that have been there. Oh. Never see that. And that's, that's, good. that's going to help the, the central defenders. We spoke about it before as well, like how that a good goalkeeper will breed confidence in the defence and vice versa. So if he's helping to get the defence organised, for me it can only be a good thing because we're saying he's been there and done it. And even at that, Mark, with, with Cam Vickers coming from Spurs, Hart would, would know now what Vickers is going to, what, what Vickers about. Vickers knows now what he's going to get from Hart. Like, there's already like staff at Vickers and Hart, like, there's the bond that's going to bond between the three then because of likes of Hart and Vickers know how to play. They're only going to have staff and build into that role as well. And I, we're gradually seeing uh, a more comfortable staff and growing in the Celtic team as well, aren't we? Uh, yeah, I, thought, I thought he played well on Saturday, Paul. No, yeah. It wasn't a standout, but he played well and I thought him and Vickers, I thought they showed, showed the kind of beginnings here, which is hopefully going to be a good partnership. And Victor too got it with the ratings, so we don't know what to cover it all the new. No, and plus too, like what what I know about Hart as well, uh, Terence, is that he wants to keep the ball moving fast as well. He doesn't want it, there's no slowing the game down with him. He wants to keep Celtic kind of on the attack as well, don't he? Or like as soon as the ball is gone out, going past him, he's the, the ball boy. His the ball is already on the way. Yeah. Or if he, if he catches it, as soon as he catches it, he's looking to release someone. Straight away, and it's not a long kick. It's literally like as soon as he gets it, right, go, 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 go. And oh, sorry, when you go, Terms. No, I was just, I was just going to say that you know, I mean, he he, he wants to keep, as you said, Mark or Paul, he wants to keep the momentum going, the flow going, keep the tempo up, and that's that's brilliant to see. You know, that's absolutely brilliant to see. Just just wait till we're like two two nothing up, two nothing up, a derby game or two one up, and you'll see him time wasting, and we get to the eighty odd minutes in that because you'll be. But even at, yeah, master at that as well. That's again doing his experience. But going by Mark, like that same like last year that without doubt, cruising goal, Bain Hazard or or Barker's like that goal, like that save changed the game for me. Like that that. Just, just that save alone, it just bled confidence into the team as well. That your keepers, you know, you have a keeper that's going to make save. And that's what we, I know we spoke about a few times. But since Harps came, Mark, he's really impressed me. Like, was, uh, uh, I thought, like, geez, like, Celtic was, was signing the, the experience he had and, and stuff like that. But Harps seems to be getting better and better. The more game time he's getting, he seems to be getting better and better, don't they, as well, you know? Uh, but that's, 
it's his personality that's coming yeah. out. Paul, really, is, that's, for me, that's down to that, like the type of person he is. I mean, as I said, it wasn't my first choice to come in as a keeper, but we, I was happy I was happy enough when we signed him. We could have got a lot worse as well, do you know what I mean? For mm-hmm. I mean, considering we only paid a million pounds for him as well. But it's just it's just really everything he brings to the team, Paul. The, the, mm-hmm. I mean, we're talking about how like, he keeps his concentration there. He's capable of making saves. That, game-changing saves, you know what I mean? Yeah. He's helping the defence, he's organising the defence, he's helping them settle. It's just, it's just a really, a really positive impact throughout the full, throughout the full team. Mm-hmm. He did captain's armband too, didn't he, with McGregor? Yeah, he did, yeah. Yeah, so after Roger. So it shows you what, uh, where, where the players and the, even the manager, it shows you the kind of regard that they hold them in when they're doing that. But that's what Mark. Well, when we had Barry on, on the, the podcast, like we were saying that this will help McGregor as well, having the likes of leaders of, of Joe Hart, James McCarthy in the squad, that it's only going to like, let McGregor concentrate on his game, control the floor of the game. When you have the likes of Hart, who, as Terence said, yeah, when the camera pops onto him, he's non-stop shouting or organising defence. That, that, that just flows through, through do not it? You're not leadership, Mark. You know what I mean? I think say Hart, Hart or McCarthy or that. But, well, I don't know maybe McCarthy because he's a bit kind of quiet, personality-wise as well. But he's still a player, isn't he? That kind of way, which is a bit weird. But they're different types. That they bring different things to the game. Yeah. Captains, you know what I mean? McGregor. For me, McGregor's more like, say, like a Paul McStay type of captain. He's just mm-hmm. get the respect to the players and things like that, rather than like your Scott. Although Scott Brown was. Uh, had the respect. I mean, your bowling and shouting type of person. He still had the respect to his teammates, but it was a di- it was a different personality, in McGregor. And mm-hmm. and if too many players that have got that that winning mentality, Paul, in your team, and it's hard to come by these players, no, Mark. Do you know what I mean? Like the the like if you look at the modern footballs, no, as well, Terence, you really it's really hard to find a player these days who is that vocal or who owns that respect within the team. Like you look at Pogba there for, for Manchester United and he certainly doesn't have the, the, that leadership respect at, at Manchester United. So it's hard to it's hard to, to find that now these days, isn't it? Is, but that's also built into the individual part. Yeah. You know, like as as Mark alluded to there, McGregor and, and obviously Paul McFain, they, they, they're talking on the pitch. You have a guy like Scott Brown who's was the guy who put in the crunch tackle or the guy that all the opposition hated Joe, Joe Hart Joe Hart has been like that when he was at Man City or his time mm-hmm. at Spurs whatever you know even with England he was always the same and he was probably a fellow when you watched him playing you didn't like him you, you didn't like him because he, he comes across that way but he, he's, he's he's got he's got so much quality you know what I mean and he said Form form is tempting and class is permanent and you know he's got that like yeah got well, that. Uh, no, uh, just just moving on from from Hart uh, I would think no Mark that uh, a Yeti's or a torch torch striker in, in the squad uh, behind Kyogre and Jacko uh, some would say he doesn't fit Angel's system and look maybe they're right maybe he doesn't fit but for, see if you look, sorry to interrupt, see if you look at mm-hmm. what strikers now, Paul. Mm-hmm. They're all different. 
Yeah. So what is anti-system? So like what I was saying. Well, let's face it. I mean, we know what Kyogo brings to brings to it. We know that Ayeti is a good goal scorer, poacher goal scorer. Yeah. They, right? uh, big Jacko. What's he going? What's, uh, for me, that's thing about oh, Ayeti doesn't fit in Angie's system. He fit in well enough on Saturday. He scored two. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Like uh, last season, I think yesterday we saw Ayeti when he first came to the club. He was in the box at the right time. He's a poacher. That's what he does. He's not going to mark run around or, or do you know he's not, he's not that type and I think was it yourself Terence that I think you, you put on the forum that he's he's a box striker if the ball comes into the box you're more nine times out of ten yes he's looking for that rebound that's the kind of striker he is isn't he no, no old fashioned yeah goal post he's like a Gary Lineker of old where the majority yeah. of he's inside the six yard box I'd say if you looked up yet he's goals I'd say you'd be hard pushed to find one or two of them outside the box. Mm-hmm. You have to then play to those to those strengths. I mean, yeah, Kyogo is magnificent. He'll run left, he'll run right, he'll drag players left, he'll drag players right. That's not a Yeti's game, but you then have to play play the system. And Did you hear that? I'm not. Yeah. Sorry, he's walked down there. He's walked down. <laughs> but, but just going like, for someone who supposedly knows uh, a tall striker down the, down the line, like, uh, and we were saying it's time for Yessi to step up. Well, he has stepped up, Mark. He, he got two goals, and two goals that, again, that Celtic, it was a tough game for Celtic, like, and Yessi and stood up, didn't he? Oh, I, I thought his first goal was a flatting goal. Yeah. I, was, I thought his first goal, really, and even his reaction at the second goal to get the rebound after uh, McCarthy hit the bar, you can't ask for any more than that. But you know what, too, Mark? It's going back to what you said there. We, we've three different strikers now, right? We've won. Kyogo, who runs on around the pitch, you don't know where he's going to pop up. And yes, he is a goal porter. He... he he looked for the ball in the box. He looked for the rebound. We've Jacob who who likes to hold up the ball. He's the more physical striker. So, like we say, we start the match with Kyogo, and then the the, the defense is getting used to Kyogo. They're chasing Kyogo. Then we could be on a Yesi that's going to drag him into the box. That's going to open up space outside the box. Then we have an option of a high ball in Jacko or even hold up the ball. Like three different players. That, uh, it's going to confuse teams now, isn't it? Like, who, what what way they're going to defend if substitutes come on, you know? Yeah, well, you're right, Paul. But again, it's just that they're three different strikers. But like, if you look at all the Yeti's goals last year, the start of last year, they're all inside the box. Yeah, that's where the guy. That's where he's comfortable. So if the guy's comfortable in there, supply the guy with the ball in there, and he'll finish. As I said, we, we can't expect him to do what Kyogre does because he doesn't. That's not his game. You know what I mean? He's, he's I think getting... that's where we struggled last season, Terence, because we actually couldn't get the ball into a Yesi last season. And now we have strikers, we've players around him who will actually get the ball into him. That Yesi will uh, will reap the benefits of that. Oh, 100 percent. But and I agree with you because even last year, the 
the, the crossing last year was, in some cases, was, was abysmal, absolutely abysmal. But if you look at Abada, like, I mean, how many goals has that guy supplied already? Like, mm-hmm. his, first thought, his first thought is, if he can't, is to go down the byline and whip it in. And for a guy like a Yeti, that has to be a dream. Because, as I said, he's, a, he's your, to me, he's your old style, like Gary Lineker style striker. He's going to score if you give him if you give him a chance inside the box. He's going to score more times than he's not. Mm-hmm. I, I personally, I, I was I, I was delighted for for Jesse. You know, uh, with the doubters out there, Mark. And look, I know we spoke about it, you know Jesse. Like, where is he going to play? But we we can see now what the type of player Jesse is, and think like hats off to Jesse for, for the weekend for getting those two goals. And you know. Oh. Brilliant. I was delighted for him as well, Paul. Mm-hmm. Talk about him. I mean, the, the, you know the stories about his meant to have attitude problems and things like that, but he still he's took some amount of grief across the board for everybody. And then, I mean, last season was a total disaster. And there even as Mayo saying, there was no service going into the box to him or anything last year when he was getting a chance. Mm-hmm. Never really, he never really got any chances. And his, his chance on Saturday, he scored two goals, and he, for me, he took it, he grabbed his chance with both hands. And even at that, Terence, like, with, uh, this season so far, like, we've seen Edward getting the, the nod above, and we got Kyogre getting the... Yes, he could have really had gone, look, no, I want dogs, I don't want to beat, beat this club, I want a chance for but He just kept his head down, he waited for his chance, he got his chance, he took us, you know? But the, 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 the funny thing, again, I don't know if it either, but you hear that his attitude is very bad. But Ange doesn't strike me as a guy that's going to tolerate that in anyone. Mm-hmm. I, I find it, I find like, I mean, at the start of the season, he had him as his captain because he, he how well he had worked in pre-season. He scored a few ga- few goals at the start of the season. And, and, uh, and then... And then after that, like, I mean, as I said, the goals he scored the weekend, the first goal was a fantastic finish. Like, absolutely fantastic finish. Mm-hmm. I think too, Mark, the only down about, about, about this game, and we, we don't like to see any a player going off injured, but, but Taylor looks to be in trouble with that, that shoulder injury he picked up in the last game, and he seems to kind of reoccur against Ross County. I think Taylor could be missing for a while after... With, with all this, I think. I think he might be for a while, Paul. I haven't actually read if there's been an update or that yet. But no, there hasn't. No, no, but I think... It's obviously something that they're going to need... Even if he is going to be fit, they're still going to need to keep an eye on it because it looks as if it might take a bit of time or one of the injuries that could just keep happening. And that's never a good thing, though. Well, I would think it's like, you know what I mean? Like, I know, like, I think the outfielders don't use that much. It's more to do with your balance as well, Terence, into the shoulder and stuff like that. Like, and if you're carrying a shoulder injury, you're going to be off balance as well yourself, you know. Well, even even for even for the physical side of it, Paul. Yeah. A normal challenge. I mean, if he sh- if he sh- like he. A wee shoulder charge, and that's his his head shoulder popped out again or something. Isn't it, Terence? It's no. Yeah, you know, and I mean, you know, we've probably all had it in our own time playing a bit of sports. You you damage your shoulder, like. And he was back. I was very surprised he started. I, I didn't yeah. need to start, to be perfectly honest with you. It wasn't even a consideration for me. And, you know, the, the only problem you'd fear is did he come back a little bit too early and he's now going to be sidelined for a long period of time due to... Is that Sean? Like, is that, I know you're saying he shouldn't have come back and he should, but 
Terence, is, is that shown the commitment of the players to Celtic this season that they want to play for Ange, they want to play any game and, and they'll try any and just, just to give just to give their all to play for Celtic this season, you know. They must they're okay off the medical yeah. as well, Paul, because you can yeah. and say, No, I want to play on Saturday and the medical team can say, No, you're no playing and that's that's yeah. basically hit. You know, so he, he must have been, you know, he must have been some some bit of okay. I'm returning to play, but I, as as Mark is saying there, Paul, he he obviously got the he obviously got the okay from from the the physios and the powers to be in, in the medical side to say, look, yeah, he's okay. It's not too bad. He should be grand. And look, probably it'd be alright if he doesn't take a serious knock to a fall and or something. But probably that's been their kind of take on it. And, and that's a bit that part. Yeah, and that's a bit tough to considering how strong and, and physical the Scottish League is, Mark, you're, you're, you're going to come up against physical opposition as well, aren't you? Oh, you know? Teams like Ross County, they're yeah. coming for a kind of, they're coming for a battle rather than a football game, into the mm-hmm. game style. Yeah. Uh, look, Terence, you'll be excused if you don't have a, a player ratings, boss, because you came on there, but if you have one, fair juice, but Mark, I'll come to yourself first if you want to start with Hart and, and walk your way up. Hey, eh, uh, Joe Hart, he was a spectator for most of the game, but showed his quality to keep out that Samuel Hedder. Uh, he was a fantastic save, it really was. I've gave him an 8. Juranovic, really impressed with him. He looks, he really does. He looks apart, Paul. I think that's a great, really going to be a great signing. And mm-hmm. he looks like everything you look for in a defender, and he just seems to have just settled seamlessly into the club. I've gave him a 7. Uh, Carter Vickers I was really impressed with him as well big imposing commanding centre back uh, hopefully he can fill the role that we thought Duffy was going to do he was a bit lucky with his goal as well but they all they all couldn't uh, so I gave him an 8 and he was my man of the match to be honest but picked mm-hmm. up man of the match Starfield a solid enough performance uh, looks as if he's starting to settle down a bit more and seemed to have a Build up a quite a decent rapport with Carter Vickers, considering it was the first time they played together. I gave him a six. Taylor, I thought he was playing well and linking up quite well with uh, Yota. A bit unlucky to get injured. I gave him a five. McGregor, I thought it was a bit more like McGregor. We, we kind of know and love. I thought he controlled the midfield pretty well, and he got a, a cracking pass and he build up to one of the goals as well. Uh, I don't know if it was a first or set. I'm not sure what goal it was, but I just made a pass that he made. It was a it came it ended up a goal for us. But I gave him a six because it just it was not often for sixty six minutes or something like that. So I hope mm-hmm. uh, Turnbull it's just it seems to be like peaks and troughs. We know with Turnbull, Paul. He's, yeah, he's a brilliant. Or he just uh, yeah, he needs to like bring. Consistency, ter- yeah. He's game Paul. A lot of the game yeah. seemed to pass him by on Saturday, so I gave him a five. Uh, Abada, I thought he was brilliant, brilliant performance. Probably unlucky not to score, but uh, he set up a jet. He's goal for a header. I thought really impressed with him as well. He was mere. He's had a couple of quiet games where the game seems to have just the Alkmaar game. He didn't get much service and. Uh, Derby game and that, but I thought again it's only Ross County. Do you know what I mean? I'm not, but I really was impressed with a bad answer. Rogic, I've looked and it was a, for me it was a bit like Turnbull's performance. It was the game just seemed to pass him by and 
I mean, I know it was a tough spoke about the travelling, but really, this does it. I mean, against Ross County, he should be doing better than that. Uh, I gave him a five. Yota, I thought he showed flashes of his skill and his creativity. He probably should have scored as well. But I was really, I was impressed with him as for, for another guy making his debut. Uh, but obviously, we've seen it. He needs to work on his end product a bit. But if he can sort out his end product, we could have a right quality player in our hands with him, Paul, I reckon. Give him mm-hmm. seven. Montgomery, just, I, I don't know. I mean, a young guy comes on again and just, yeah, fair than comfortable playing at that level. I say all the time, Paul, about players being good for the SPFL. They can do that, do you know what I mean? And for me, Montgomery's more than capable of being a, being a Celtic first choice against teams like your Ross Counties and people like that. Yeah, that we could rest players, Mark. You know what I mean? Yeah, because... He's never just a solid performance. He just seems to... He, play, he, he plays like a player beyond his years. He really does. I'm... Just kind of burst onto the scene, but I'm really impressed with Montgomery. Seems to be getting more confident and confident, Mark. Like, as you said there, any time he's come on in the SP, and he's 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 done it too in Europe, but he came on for, for Taylor in Europe. But he he's really impressing. Like, and for such a young lad, Mark, he's he's years beyond his age, like isn't he? Aye, you know. I give him a six. Sorrow uh, came on for McGregor, and just kept things ticking off. Give him a five, and McCarthy. He's only on for 12, 13 minutes. Yeah. Probably disappointed not to bag his first Celtic goal. But uh, hopefully he's match, match fit soon enough to start be starting games for us. I'll give him a four. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I went I, I went hard. Uh, same as you, Mark. Just very little to do. But just for that save and, and how crucial that save was, I, I gave him eight. Uh, Taylor, unfortunately, the injury kind of took a down on him he was comfortable and I think I gave him a 5 uh, Vickers for his debut I just thought he looked like a player who has played at Celtic since the start of the transfer window I gave him an 8 uh, Starfelt uh, very comfortable game and he, he looked to be as you said Mark kind of more settled and kind of grown into position I gave him a 7 Ivanovich I, I gave him a uh, at seven as well. Again, he just looked very comfortable. Uh, what what can you say, Mark? Signing signing him for two point five million is what a bargain! Like it has been from Celtic. Um, Abada again, same as you. I just thought he was excellent, Mark. He showed us what he can do when we actually get the ball to him. You know that we we can't let Abada be isolated, Mark. We have to use our wings. And use the threats that a badder can can give Celtic, uh, you know. But that's it. But uh, that is real. But when when you look at a bad on one wing, and you out, you yeah. As if in fact, clicks man, it could be really, really good to see. Yeah, uh, Yasha, I, I was the same as you. I gave him a seven. Uh, still needs work, I think. But I think that will come uh, with a man with Ange. I, I think Ange will, will will work with him, Mark, when he's finishing. He's he's a uh, his end product, I think that's his only issue really, is his end product. I think he needs to improve that. But I think see going if, on, Mark. See if he's watching him on Saturday there, Paul, right? And remember, this is just his debut. See if he had his end, had his end product, I doubt he would be Celtic. That's this. I know it's again, it's only Ross County, low-level SPL, but imagine if he was 
like finishing goals and assisting the amount of chances that he was actually making. Yeah, product was better. The top teams would be would be sniffed on him, but that's that, that comes to too, Mark, by Celtic buying these players who who, who are at a, a, a level for Celtic that we can improve them that that we have done before with youngsters, Mark. We bring them in that they're suitable for a level at Celtic and we make them better. That's what Celtic are have been good at youngsters over the years. We make them better players, then they go on to the next level to become even better. And I think Yara walking on the Ange, it would only even he'd only improve, I think, Mark on the Ange, you know? About the Ange, uh, your... Yeah. Yeah. Um, McGregor, I gave gave him a seven mark, the same as you. Uh, passed the ball. But I think we're losing uh, McGregor in in that deeper role. I still think that's with a fit James McCarthy that he could slot in that we can push McGregor up a bit more and, and he like Azusa said there Mark, he's passing for the for the first goal there when he think like if we had McGregor more up the field and if we have Abada and Yasha up the wings and Kyogre when he's fit moving around, that's when you need McGregor's passing to open up that space to get me. See all the wee intricate pinging passes and that. That's McGregor. Yeah. That's his yeah. forte. It's his bread and butter, you know what I mean? That's and that's where we need a Mac in, in, in that more advanced role that he can open up. See the pass, you know, that, that we don't... That Tornell... I'm the same as you, Mark. I, I gave Tornell a, a five. I just thought the game passed him by, you know? And I think that's the... My biggest concern about Tornell, like, I'd... We, we gave him credit where credit's due, Mark, and, and his, his, his goals in the last couple of matches and stuff like that. But consistency seems to be Tunnel's uh, biggest problem. You know, we're not seeing him controlling games or, or scoring goals or even getting shots, Mark. When, like, like, as you said, Mark, this is Ross County. Turnbull should be able to control that game or shouldn't be having the game flown by. Like, you know what I mean? Very poor. I thought so. Very, very poor. I mean, the amount of, and I know it's easy to sit at home and, and, and say it, but the amount of times I saw him with the ball and you'd see Jota making a sprint down the side or, and he never seemed to, he never seemed to see the pass and he got caught in position. I don't know how many times. I mean, he put in a fantastic ball for uh, McCarthy's header and uh, a Yeti second. But I, I thought, he, I, I thought he had a dreadful game. I really thought he had a dreadful game now for, for a guy of his quality. And it's probably going back to the other days and Paul when we were talking about getting on the, the Scottish national team. This is one of the main reasons why yeah. he's not starting because he's not performing against the Ross County. So it's very hard for a guy then to say, okay, you know, you you deserve a start. I, I, I thought that was as bad a game as I've seen him play for Celtic in a long time though, I have to be honest. Mm-hmm. It has, like, and it's, it's, it's going to the fact like that he wasn't like I know he could be uh, uh, like you said, Terence, in the last podcast. Like they were traveling around Europe. Do you know what I mean? And 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 for Montgomery was playing ninety minutes in the under twenty ones. He came on. He he looked like he didn't stop. We've Starfelt who was playing international duty. Jovanovic was playing. It didn't affect their game. Like and, and he wasn't in this the Scotland starting lineups either. Like I, I expected more from from Tomble, and I think that's his biggest problem. And I would feel like going forward, if there's one player that needs to come out of that team when McCarthy comes in, I at the moment I would take Tornwell out 
Ideally, McCarthy, McCarthy in McGregor's role, McGregor for the forward, and then obviously Rogic, a normal fit rested Rogic, you'd, you'd start him. But it, it's but it's the Ross County game, Paul, is exactly what Mark was saying about Turnbull, about having having him for him to have to toughen up a bit. Mm-hmm. You know, get more, getting, being able to take the physical challenges, being able to get involved in all the physical side of the game, and it just the game just passed him by. For Do you think case, maybe terms that Turnbull and, and Roger can't play together? I, I would. I it, it's it seems to it seems to go that way. It's fine. It seems to be fine, Paul. When you've got a ton of ball like against say, Dundee or St Mirren when you're four, four, five, and six nil up. But if it's a game that seems to become a doggy kind of style kind of game that you've really got to grind it out, I don't think the two boys are the two boys are compatible to play together in it because the opposition. Like Ross County will sit in. They're very. They'll be very physical. Know what you're going to get before the game starts. And I, I think, I think that's where McGregor further forward. He's again, as you were saying there a minute ago, some of the passes, like the pass for the the goal, was just it was sensational. Mm-hmm. And I sometimes I think we we minimise his ability when we get him to sit, put, going to sit in the holding role. It doesn't allow him to use all his qualities by going forward and. Seeing that killer pass, you know, because obviously if he's holding midfield, he has to sit back. I'd rather James McCarthy, hopefully he's fit, and allow McGregor to go that bit further forward, because then it obviously allows McGregor to go and Rogic to go, and the two guys they they can both see a pass. I just think at the minute Turnbull's very hit and miss. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Roger, uh, I was the same. Marcus, I gave him a five. He, he was another player who just wasn't in that game. Uh, was it due to the fact of the international break but he should be able to put up a better performance against Ross County I thought anyway uh, yes I gave an ace I I, I thought look he got his two goals Uh, I I was really delighted for him just for those those two goals alone Mark uh, for the type of player that I think now I think we might see I guess his quality when we have wingers to get the ball into the box uh, a Yessi, that type of player, Mark, who will feed off the second ball. Um, Montgomery, I gave a, a ace as well. I just thought, again, he came on, he did his job, and he's able to get up and down that wing. That and I can't understand how, at the moment, and, and I know Taylor's injured, but even if Taylor was fit, I, I, I can't see why Taylor would be ahead of Montgomery, when Montgomery seems to be more suited to Andrew's system. Um, McCarthy just gave a five and Zara, I didn't think they had enough time on the pitch to to do that. No, terms. I know you were late in the podcast, but if you have something, uh, if, yeah. if you want to share us. Well, for me, I would give Hart, I would have given Hart to nine because that save last year yeah. wouldn't have been safe. And that was a change and it, it admitted two minutes later we got on and scored a second and it kills off the game. So for me, I give him a nine Again, Ivanovic, I thought he was excellent as well. I give him an eight. I give Carmen Vickers an eight. I give Starfield a seven. And I actually think that Starfield, now in my opinion, may not see himself as the senior man in the back two. I think that helps a big time. I suppose to have even well for he may think yeah, I need to be the senior guy here. 
I think he's a lot more comfortable now all of a sudden. I know it's only one game, but with an experienced guy like Vickers beside him, I don't think he felt under as much pressure. Yes, that, yes. Like, Taylor was unlucky, but I, I would give him a five. I would have given Montgomery when he came on. I thought I think the young lad's absolutely outstanding. And for the for the for the, the last goal, if you look the way he takes the ball down and goes inside the defender, and he just he's gone up the field like a bullet, and he makes a fantastic pass, and Celtic scored the first goal off it. Um, in midfield, I thought Gregor was solid. I gave him a seven. I thought Turnbull was terrible. And I'd given him a four and I'd been polite and given him a four. I thought he was I thought he was dreadful. I thought Rogic I give Rogic a five, but I'm gonna put it down to the fact that I don't think the guy should have been playing. I really don't. He looked exhausted. And I have to take into consideration mm-hmm. where he was and the games he's played. I thought Abada again was superb. I I thought Jota had a fine game. Again, I think he tired near the end of it, but again to be expected, I give him a seven. And I gave a Yeti an A for all rounds. You know, I mean, he, when the chances were there to be taken, he took them. And that's all you can ask of a striker. As 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 regards to the other lads, you know, they weren't they weren't really on a huge amount. The one thing I will say is, I thought you could see the class and quality that McCarthy had when he came on. It was it was so apparent when he came on. He just he 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 looks for the ball. He demands the ball. He just. Oozes. You could see terms that he played at the top level and, and that he, he still has it. Do you know what I mean? Like people saying that he's over the top now saying like McCarthy's still only thirty. Do you know what I mean? People are realizing that like it just seems McCarthy has been wrong for years because he started his career so young. You know? I, think, I think Paul we won't realise how lucky we are with McCarthy until he actually is fully fit and starts playing ninety minutes. Mm-hmm. And we kinda of go, Man, this guy's a player. Because it's going to allow him to do what he does, which even for the, the 13 or 14 minutes he was on, he just he just breathes through it. He like he always he always does the simple things well. He always does the simple things well. He doesn't try something that he can't do, but he makes everything look so simple and so and so with so much quality. And even even so much so he he snuck in. He was unlucky not to score for a yeti second. So and I think it'll, it'll allow McGregor to go further forward like I said and I think we'll see McGregor's qualities more but I think if please God McCarthy is fit enough to start on, on Thursday night it would be brilliant mm-hmm. uh, Before we move on to the next topic there we'll just take a look at the, the league table uh, Celtic currently uh, look uh, sixth in the in the league table doesn't look pretty but when you actually look into the the league table uh, in fine detail, uh, Celtic played five, one, three, lost two. Goal difference uh, plus thirteen. Uh, we we've nine points, only three points off the top uh, with Rangers, who are sitting on twelve. But Rangers' goal difference is only six compared to our thirteen. Uh, like, black people are are cribbing that we're lying six and things like that. But when you look at the table, like. Plus thirteen goals already. All right. And three points only behind range. Do you know what I mean, Mark? When you're looking at that like You can't judge the league after just you know, yeah. just craziness to sit there and moan over only like, placing things like that. With with this team only only and I, I would I would say only gelling because of the fact, Mark, 
our transfer windows only finished. Vickers only came in the door. Uh, Yasser only came in the door. Ivanovic only came in the door. Scales only came in the door. Hart has been wrong, wrong a couple of games. But like Mark, these are new signings. And for the team to sit where they are, only three points behind Rangers, with a, with a goal difference of 13, it, it's pretty impressive what Ange has done to this squad, considering how many players left uh, and where this team was last season. Just so interesting. But, Paul, but if we'd beat Hearts, and we say that we were a better team against Hearts in that first game of the season. We just had a wrong strike up top that time, didn't we? If we'd beat Rangers at Ibrooks, do you get what I mean? So, it's not that, I mean, I see people moaning about it's been in sixth place, and that. I wouldn't get much, pay much attention to it, Paul. Just, no. You wait to maybe look at like 12, your 12 games, 10 games into it before you would start moaning if you were still sitting down there, do you know what I mean? But that's why I wanted to look into, Terence, the, the, the plus 13. Like that, that, that for me is, like, considering how bad we were on, on, on the Neil Lennon, like, trying to get these goals and trying to break down teams, like, the encouraging signs are there. Under and when this this team and this group of players, I would say not just the first team but the group of players, when it clicks, like the encouraging signs on the Ange, they're already shown, aren't they? Big, oh, big time, Paul. But it's like Mark is saying, like I mean, there's a handful of games gone. Like, what are people going on about? Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Seriously, like it's if this was. If this was in, if this was February or something, you might say something different. You know what I mean? But like, it's it's only a couple of games into the league, like, um, and I mean, Celtic are miles away from where they were last year. Yeah, I mean, we have to remember. I know we was saying if and if and if, like, we like I started the game against Hearts with beat on at centre back. Mm-hmm. I don't want to go into him anymore, like, but you know, so we didn't we didn't have we didn't have a guys that we wanted in there so like I mean we're, sco- we're scoring we're scoring for fun you know again as I said the Ross County match last year we'd have probably drawn or lost it and mm-hmm. there, that's, a hu- that's a huge difference it's three we're three points off the top that's all it is so I you know people just need to look where we're sitting the new Paul right would you say to you as well Terence would you say that even the new We've got a better team than we had last season. By a mile. By a mile. Paul. Oh, without doubt, Mark. Like, that's... And we're, we're, we're just going to... We've said it. Just the minute players play together, learning under range and things like that, we're just going to get better. Have Rangers got a better team than they had last season? No. I think I, I think they're, they're struggling. It's the same players. It's, yeah. It's the exact same team they have. You know, that's why... I think Celtic fans need to give a bit of patience. You know what I mean? Like, if if we have plus 13, if we're only three points off the top, and if they can't see the the progress that these that, that that this Celtic team, like a lot of the players, like people are forgetting, have been there last season, and we saw them play so poorly. But if they can't see the improvement on the end, I think they need to question if they are Celtic fans. That that you know that but that's that's the truth of it. Like if they can't see the positives that this group of players have made, like they, they have to question their loyalty to Celtic Mark. You know what I mean? 
there's, all, there's always supporters out there, Paul, and all the days concentrate on the negative stuff. Yeah, yeah. You know yourself, even, I mean, even the, the live chats we do for the forum for the games, I mean, there's maybe, maybe 15, 20 years that are there all sitting talking about the game. If Celtic get doing one nothing, the next thing they're 40 and 54, can it? The only mm-hmm. for there's something to moan about. It's when I get up with the live chat there, like, uh, like, like, I, I go through your comments as well from, from the live chat. Have you seen uh, progress made on the Ange compared to last season? Then? Are you positive about the future on the Ange? Can, can you see this Celtic team getting better and better as we go along? I come back to the live chat there now in a minute, but I just want to move on uh, to the next topic. Uh, uh, news broke as, as we know we spoke with, with Terence uh, on, on last Friday when he was on the podcast that Celtic CEO Dominic McCoy stepped down. Uh, we did a podcast uh, that night, uh, not knowing what was really going on, but uh, we were led to believe that it was possible times for, for Dominic McCoy. But now a few things have come to light so over the weekend that Dominic McCoy was very amateurish after. Uh, at his job, uh, Dermot Desmond, clearly it's coming out that Dermot Desmond wasn't wasn't happy uh, with the teams that uh, Dominic was coming up with, citing the reasons why there was a meeting called last Friday that led to the resignation of, of Dominic McKay. Uh, other reports have come out from, from that football agents have been contacted, contact Ian Banker and Dermot Desmond possibly that Dominic McKay hasn't been returning phone calls to agents uh, about players wanting to move to Celtic hence why transfers were being delayed uh, Dom's plans weren't right for Celtic on to other reports now Mark what's your take on, on on this new kind of things that have been called I know it's all speculation at the moment but it seems to be the main reason why Dom was gone because he was very amateurish and, and Celtic didn't like the way he was taking the club forward. Eh, but surely they should have noticed this before now, Paul. As I said the other night, we hired this fancy firm of recruitment headhunt in Spain when he's a new CEO. He's been through, I don't know, what the interviewing process and things like that would be, but surely... He'd have like laid out like his kind of ideas at like meetings with Dermot Desmond and folk like that before he he got the job. And see, the thing about it is as well, they'll have signed that non-disclosure agreement. That'll probably have been part of his settlement. And for me, the, the all the wee kind of press buddies and that I seen eh, at CQN. That's that's like who Peter Lowell kind of leaks all his stuff to that. Yes. And they would all, what was it? blood in the boardroom floor or something like that that he was putting up so they seem to be just doing a kind of hatchet job on the guy through the press without any of them having the balls to stand up and actually say something and put their name to it so we can sit here and speculate in that but I think it's, it doesn't look good for, it doesn't look good for, for, for Celtic for me Paul for the simple reason of the kind of process he, he was, they knew he was coming in for months he came in and worked beside Lowell for a while then Lowell left. So but it just doesn't make sense to me all this news that all of a sudden his ideas weren't up to scratch and he didn't seem to the job was too big for him and things like that. I don't know. It's do we? But, 
there, there's reports that's coming out that, that he was amateurish, but if if we tarnished along the other the other way, a point in him being amateurish, amateurish then. Yeah, that that's what I'm saying. Like, we we turn the tables around that was what was Celtic to old school to move on with uh, Dominic McCoy's plans. What was Celtic not able, like the likes of Ian Berkin and all these Alison. Uh, uh, these people want David to move on with Andrew's ideas and that's why maybe Dom walked away that, that Celtic just weren't ready for, for, for Dominic McKay a fresh face in the boardroom or something like that were they afraid of Dom do you think I think one of the things that flung at him as well was uh, that man spoke about if Peter Law was just going to be there and be on the end of the phone I see. I can't even. I think it was a. It was a columnist that wrote it. That he blanked out. Laura something like that. Yeah. I mean, if he did, if he thought he was doing the job well and doing what he wanted to do, why would he phone Law for advice? Mhm. I think gossip and. Do you know what I mean? It's like something like that. These two things or something all claiming each other in their back and gossiping. I can't believe for a second the thing that. That I can't get my head around, and maybe one of the tweets might explain it to me. Like, it, it's a CEO job. It's not a guy applying from McDonald's, like. Uh-huh. So he's 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 obviously been in a very high power position in the Scottish Rugby Union. Like Marcus said, there'd be umpteen different interviews with numerous different panels of people. I'm sure that he sat down and met the Celtic board before he was even offered a job. So, like, and I'm sure his his resume before that has shown that he's been in high power positions as well. So, I I find it very hard to believe that all of a sudden they hire a guy and 72 days later they go he's he's very amateur. He doesn't know how to do this. He can't do that. I I don't know. It it something doesn't something doesn't sit like no. it seems very very strange. I mean, as you said, he might be his own man, but if he's the CEO of Celtic, he's meant to be his own man. He's not mm-hmm. meant to, have to go. Well, I want to do this, but Peter Lawell says I should do it this way. They may as well leave Peter Lawell in the job if they wanted to do that. You know, um, there's no... That's heck, Terence. If, if, that, if they were wanted to go Lawell's way, he would still be the CEO. Yeah. So, I totally agree with you, Terence. There's just something no, there's something no right about it. It was other... Handcuffing him to Peter Lawell's arm and going, right, you're the CEO, but you can do what you want, but once it's, once it's the way Peter Lawell... It's done as well. It's okay, but if it, if you don't do it the way Peter Lawwell wants it, there's a problem. It's absolutely pointless having Dom McCoy as the, as the CEO. I'm not saying that that's it, but it like it just it doesn't make sense that everything seemed rosy and all of a sudden bang, it's gone. Uh, I said that to you, Paul, didn't I? Just it was that out of the blue. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's one of the reasons I said that the other night. Well, I didn't actually come in and say because I didn't want to insinuate anything. I thought it was, I said it to you before we came on air, Paul, I thought it was something to do with an illness. It's the mm-hmm. reason I could give was either an illness for my career or something to do with his family or something like that. There was, there was yeah. no murmurings that he wasn't getting on with there, Desmond, there was no, it just came out totally, totally out of the blue that he'd left. And I was the exact opinion is the same as yourself, Mark. I was saying in my head, oh God forbid, I hope it isn't that his wife was ill or his child, one of his were ill or there was something Something family orientated that just meant, look, I, I can't deal with this job now. I've got a real problem at home. Something like that. Now, God forbid it's anything like that. But it, that was the only thing that struck me because I was going, nothing else sense like. 
Because he's often had good luck to hit or the wish him and his family or the, the way the, the actual statement was worded and then a couple of people came out. Even, I, I think it was Chris Sutton that maybe said that him and his family are well and it kind of played into that it must be something to do with that. And then all the, yeah. then all the mud started flying about <coughs> be leaks to the press. I mean, I probably know the press could be making half of this rubbish up, but wouldn't they make... Do you know what I mean? Because Mackay, we've seen that NDA, he can't come out and defend himself. We'll probably never know the actual true reasons that what happened, but it's just really, really bizarre and I'm something really strong with my head. It was other... Uh, people think there has, to be, there has to be a problem. That's the problem. Know, there was other things that uh, that popped up and, and I noticed a few things as well here that, like, look, this is again, it's, it's speculation. Look, I'm going what's on the the news sites and stuff like that. So, like, it's all speculation. I just want to highlight that. Uh, that it, it, they didn't say the player, but a player was signed by by Dom and he was pulled by Ian, Ian Banker. And Ian Banker said that he can't sign the player on his own, he has to go through a process with the board. And in future, when he goes to sign the player, he either reports to Ian Banker or he reports to David Desmond. Right? That's one thing that popped up, right? Another thing popped up was the sporting director role, right? That Dominic McKay wanted to freshen up the the football ideas and he wasn't happy with uh, we got Schlacken coming in and he wanted to bring in uh, a sporting director that, and he was basically told Peter Lawrence looking after that role. And Peter Lawrence is going to be looking after hiring a director of football, hence the reason why Gavin, uh, Gordon Strachan was born in. Like, Mark, do you think that things like that are popping up that Peter Lawrence actually did have an active role still at the club? No. I, I, to, to this day, you're just absolutely garbage, to be honest, Paul. Don't believe mm-hmm. it's a word, a word to any of the two of them. Mm-hmm. Terence? Uh, I think. You know, I think but you keep yeah. there, Paul, that maybe I seem to be a bit abrupt. Sorry about that. No, 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 but that's what I'm saying. Like, you know, like, these are things that, that, that the press are, are, are putting out. Like, these are the rooms that are out there. Like, and we're trying to, to figure out what's going on. Like, they, they, there's so many things now that's popping up. We don't know what to believe, Mark. Do you know what I mean? Aye, yeah, you know? I know what you mean. It might be the simplest of things, but people don't want it to be the simplest of things. Yeah. People are willing to make up every which what way. Oh, he had a fight with Peter Lawwell. Like they, they wonder. Like a witch on three. Wonder, wonder about the player with the Ian Banky one. Like. Celtic have signed twelve or thirteen players during the the transfer season, the transfer window. Like, are they trying to say that Don McCoy signed one player that way? Like, do you know? I mean, really? I mean, he he's not. Like there's going to be there's going to be people involved with the transfers. It's not just going to be Don McCoy meeting some fella down the pub, like and getting him here, come here, we're going to sign up here for us, like. I, mm-hmm. I don't know. So, there's a lot of it makes no sense. I think it's a case that it's people just like rust, rustling the bushes to see what's going to come out of it. And mm-hmm. the bottom line, it could be something as simple and I God forbid it is that someone in his family is just not well and it hasn't worked out for him and he's gone away. But people like to think, okay, let's think the worst case scenario. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, there's not there's not a shred of evidence to suggest anything at the minute that I've seen anyway. <laughs> well, just suppose the the, the big question for, for the two of you is is what now? Uh, at, at board level, uh, reports uh, a couple of days 
I, I think maybe two days after. I'm at least spoke about this kind of kind of months ago when Dominic McKay was coming in. We we did a, a podcast on the boardroom and a lot of the the people on the boardroom have been there. She's like. 13, maybe 13, 14 years. Uh, the last one was um, in 2016 was the, the last person hired. I, I'll get the name there now. But we, we spoke about maybe with Peter Lord leaving, it, it might create kind of a domino effect. And, and reports came out and we said it that next in line could be Ian Banker to leave. And going by reports, well, we're led to believe that he could be the next person to step down do you think he will step down? That maybe Dermot Desmond has seen uh, a different approach since um, Peter Law has left. That that these people have been on the board too long, or is Dermot Desmond happy with this board? Or do you think it's going to be freshened up by Dermot Desmond? I think I've, I've said it before, Paul. I think, well, I think you need some some fresh blood in some kind of forum on that board. Yeah. Well, Mackay, he'd have been on the board as well because he was the CEO. There was there, but there the fresh blood's been been let go, resigned, or whatever's happened. But it seems a bit weird as well, but Paul. But the, the rumours Mackay was leaving, and then the rumours about Banker was getting moved on were kind of right after that. So I don't know. There might be something. Under. But that's what I'm thinking, you know. And it made me think. I mean, this is just my own opinion. I might agree or disagree that. You've said it, Mark, numerous times. Dermot Desmond hired Peter Lord to run the club, which was the way Peter Lord ran things. Now, since that Peter Lord had total control of of the club for past how long was he there, Mark? For seventeen years, these seventeen years he was seventeen years. So he was running that club. So realistically, you would think that. But that's the thing about it, Paul. He wasn't running the things for 17 years. No. Kind of... He's been running about 12, really. Uh, but it was kind of... I don't know how I don't know how to make him sound as if he's some kind of weird, power-hungry madman, but he, he manoeuvred himself to become the almighty... Do you know what I mean? Yeah. He manoeuvred himself into positions. He, he, like the old yeah, he took out uh, he took out uh, the likes of Park, didn't he? He took out John Park to be controller of transfers and stuff like that as well, Mark, didn't he? That was one of his biggest mistakes. Yeah. I used to moan about Park because he, he, he got to some right belters, but he made a lot of bad choices as well for me. But it was still, once Park left, that's when Peter Lowe, for me, was kind of found out, Paul. That was mm-hmm. kind of said, wait a minute, who's, why should he be deciding? What qualifications, what experiences he got in football at that level, you know, and if somebody's good enough to play for Celtic, oh, he's got yeah. what's the cost, what's the cost? Yeah, so that's what I'm thinking, Mark. With Peter Law now out of, of the equation, and, and we know that since Peter Law said that Dermot Desmond has been kind of been more involved with the club, being Dominic McCoy, just being new to the job and stuff like that. Do you think maybe... Dermot Desmond himself has seen that the board needs freshen up and that's why these rumours that Banker might step down because maybe Desmond thinks that a new chairman is needed at the club, a new board member's needed. Do you think Dermot Desmond himself has seen this? I, 
Paul, we've said it before on numerous podcasts, we've spoken about this, and it just, for me, Dermot Desmond, I don't think he would put up with this kind of level of incompetence in yeah. any of his other businesses or companies or things like that. I mean, he must know, I mean, he must, well, he said this, well, we've spoken about it, right, we knew Neil Lennon, we to get rid of Neil Lennon, we did, we knew we needed to get rid of Lowell to get the company, he did. and he done that. And I think this is the next domino effect, Mark, you think? I think it might be. I think there's going to be some changes. We spoke about it as well, Paul, the last thing that the Celtic Trust going to be yeah. the AGM, which is like, I thought, well, we, read, we tried to read about it, we had a wee bit both our heads, but it seemed to be like, it was like one step down for actually voting a, a vote of no confidence in certain board members. Mm-hmm. Like, that seems to be it, like, Terence, that's, I think there's going to be more to come uh, at, at board level and at the moment terms looking from the outside we, we, we seem to be a laughing stock don't we well it does when you've got a, a CEO that lasts 72 days mm-hmm. and and it's a guy that we, like we were waiting for him to come in nearly as long as he has been in yeah you know we, we, we were we were we were we got it we got him even released from the Scottish Rugby Union early you know, we did every, they did everything in their power to get him in as quickly as they could. And obviously, took over from Lawwell when he stepped down, I think it was the 1st of July. And then, you know, 72 days into the job and he's gone. Right. So, I mean, how many days in the job was he actually CEO? Yeah, actively CEO, yeah, exactly. You know, you it, know. Might, it, might be, it might only be 40 days or something like that. It might be more. I'm, I'm, just, I'm just making a number up, obviously. But they just, they need, they, they need to get... They need to get whatever they get. Dermot Desmond needs to get whatever he, he's going to do right. But like Max said, this is a guy that is a billionaire. He does. You don't become a billionaire, you know, unless you know what you're doing. So mm-hmm. I would that he he gets the right people. It could be his son. It could he could be thinking. I, I won't be surprised. A young a young fresh lad who knows the football business as well, Terence. And also, also, and also, and obviously, he's an entrepreneur. He's a, he's a, he's in charge of his own business, his own company. You know, I saw four or five different people that they were potentially linked with today. Yes. I saw there was the the chief executive of. Uh, she's a Dublin lady of Leicester City. That's apparently very, very close to Dermot Desmond. I forget the lady's name. Susan something. I think her name was. Again, about Daniel. We'll talk about it. But once they get the right people in. They finally, they finally, for me, they finally got the, the football inside going in the right direction. They just need to stabilise the boardroom and appease the fans and just keep everything moving forward. What we don't want is, we don't want, like last season where there was protests outside the ground and the board didn't want to talk to fans, the board didn't want to communicate with fans. We don't need that. We, we, they've taken steps in the right direction with fan forums and communicating a bit better and getting getting messages and, and speaking to fans, that needs to continue and just make and getting the right people in the right positions just to make sure that Celtic keep going in the right the right direction. That's the key. They they can't take steps back. If they take if they take steps back, my biggest fear is on the football side that something happens and all of a sudden there's a falling out between whoever comes in. Say if Peter Lawwell came back into the ch- chairman's position or chief executive, I know I know that Michael Michael Nichols is doing it for the time being. 
But if Lawwell came back in a role and all of a sudden there's a falling out between him and Ange or something like that, and next minute we lose Ange. Mm-hmm. Ange is the important person that we have to make sure that we keep, you know? So I just think, I just hope that Dermot Desmond, as again, as Marcus alluded to, he's a very, very intelligent man. He He's going to have tons of advisors around him. He's going to know, the, he's going to know people who are hopefully suited to this position. And if it means, like as you said, Paul, Ian Bankia maybe stepping down. I did see that they were talking about Law will replacing him as chairperson. I don't know how accurate that I is. I can't again. see that, yeah. I can't. No. Especially now after him getting him to step down as CEO, you know? I, but I would, I would like to see, as you said, younger, fresher faces in there and keep, keep Celtic going in the right direction. So I think, look, until we kind of hear kind of more information, I think we, we let the, the board level at the moment. So Celtic's first uh, Europa League Group G game uh, is on Thursday night. Uh, kickoff time is 5:45. Uh, away to Spanish side Real Batiste. Real Batiste haven't had the best of starts at the moment at La Liga. Currently sitting ninth. Uh, played for one-one, two-two, lost one. Uh, of course, uh, they played last night, beating Granada two-one. Uh, Marvin Pellegrini. Uh, likes to play with a 4-2-3-1 formation. Real Batiste's uh, strengths are uh, creating individuals with chances. Uh, they're very strong. Uh, coming from the back, from losing positions, they're, they're very strong. Uh, protecting the lead, uh, they're, they're very strong. Stealing the ball in the opposition half, they're very strong. Uh, defending set pieces, uh, they're, they're very strong. Uh, Finished the weaknesses, finishing from scoring from scoring chances. They're they're still a bit weak. Able to use their weak, uh, defending against true true ball and attacks uh, from able to use their weak style of play. They like playing possession, attacking football. Uh, they like to take long shots, which we saw last night from the the substitutes uh, coming in from the right. Uh, they like short passes, short quick passes. They like to control the game from the opposition half. They attack from the middle. They mostly like to attack down the, the right, which is mainly their strong piece, uh, strong uh, piece of position. They're an aggressive team. Also like to play a very high line. Uh, they like to play the outside trap. They're danger man, and they like to play the, the kind of control their game is Nabil Farker. Uh, they also have uh, attacking, they like to, to use their waist. Uh, going by what I saw last night, because I, I kind of tuned into the game to, to, to see what they are. Uh, we're going for a tough game on 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 Thursday night terms. Oh yeah, but it, when you're playing Spanish opposition, Paul, they're always they're they're always going to be quality. You know what I mean? They're mm-hmm. they're like if you watch La Liga for years. Even a team like I mean, how many times did the likes of Seville win the Europa League? And you wouldn't have ever thought Seville would have been a great team per se in the Spanish league. But yet the quality always shines through. Villarreal last year won it, so they've got you know the Spanish sides are always they're always technically very very good, and you know what you know what you're going to play against. I mean, Celtic will have to play very well tomorrow. I mean, I'd be delighted if Celtic got away with a draw. To be perfectly honest, I'd, if they got a draw, I'd be delighted. And, and and I'd love to see, as I said, McCarthy play there because I think it would be it'd be a big, big asset for Celtic if he could play. But and like 
uh, Pellegrini manager. I mean, you know, I mean, if I'm not mistaken, he's won the Premier League with City, I think. Yes. So, do you know what I mean? He, I don't know, hasn't known well. He'll be able to... Inside out, yeah. He was, Joe Hart was in goal at the time, exactly, like when Pellegrini was the, the manager there. So he'd know what kind of style of play Pellegrini would play as well, wouldn't he? You know what to expect. You know what you're going to get, though, Paul. I mean, they're always they're always technically very good, good passers of the ball, good movement of the ball. Celtic just need to do what what Celtic what Celtic have been doing so far. I mean, play play the play the play the game that Andrew wants them to play wants them to play, and just I mean, pressure. Just don't give them any time on the ball. Is what I'd be trying to say. I know, might not always happen, but try and pressure from the front. Pressure from the defend from the front. Upward and just keep pushing them under pressure. We sit back, we allow them, allow them the ball and allow them to pass around and do what they dictate they play. I think, I think they'll they could beat us comfortably. But we have, we have to, we have to put them under pressure. That'd be my, that'd be my take. No, Mark. When I was looking at a uh, real Batiste and when I was thinking back to the the second leg of uh, AC Alkmaar, no, they like to kind of play the similar. Attacking style of 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 AZ, they they want to control us in our half. Now, now we saw and there was great heroics in in, in defending thing like, but I real Batiste would be a step up from from AZ, right? So Celtic can't let real Batiste put that pressure on us from from the start in this game because we we can't defend against quality size mark oh. for ninety minutes. Oh. It's going to be really, really tough, Paul. I agree with terms. I'd be static if we could get back out of there by a point, but to be honest, it's going to be a real struggle even to get a draw out of it. Uh, mm. I mean, I know they've not got after the best of starts in the league, so maybe that's kind of going in our favour a bit. But Plus two, they only played last night as well, Mark. Could be... That could make a bit of a difference in it, but... Own, that's all. Football's no played on paper, but on paper, I don't think we'd much, we'll get much chance. Mm. But looking, I, I, I was happy to be proved wrong, as usual. Yeah. I mean, just got to be a wee bit realistic, maybe think it's a bit just. But they're missing. Uh, I was looking. Paul, they're no Barcelona, or, do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They're great shakes, but they'll still be, as Terence says, a good. They'll be well technical wise, they'll be maybe be a wee. But above us and things like that, sir. Mm-hmm. We've done well. Right. I'm we holding a team out, but I wouldn't like to be sitting under the cosh for, uh, against Betis for 90 minutes. Definitely no. Mm-hmm. But that's all the more reason, Mark, that I just don't want to see Celtic come out tomorrow night or Thursday night, sorry, and just sit back. Because if we do that, if Celtic do that, we're there's no there's there's only going to be one result I could see, and it's not going to be possible. That's in Angie's makeup there. I don't. No, it seem, didn't you know? It doesn't seem that. It seems as if he's, which could go against us. I mean, because Mark, we saw that. Then Rogers went toe to toe with Pierre. Yeah. You know, didn't he? And it didn't end up too well. Because Mark, we saw that like when he tried to go toe to toe with AZ Agran in the second half. Like you could see a high line being cut out all the time, and you could see the space that, that they were able to, to use because of Celtic playing the way Andrew plays. Now, this game, uh, and, and I hope he'd he, he, he be, he, he be a starter, would be the ideal 
for, for James McCarthy to come in and and have that kind of toughness or to, to be able to break up Ray Batista's play, wouldn't it? It's ideal for him, like, you know? I thought he would have played on Saturday, Paul, just for, for this. Uh, no, even start it on Saturday, maybe yeah. like the first half to make sure he was ready. Cause, I mean, even if he himself has said there maybe been a wee bit overcautious with him. Mm-hmm. I read that, soon I read that, I think I was in Thursday or something, I thought, oh, geez, I, I thought it was a certainty to start there, but I mean, I think you, somebody like that could really make McCarthy needs to come in. You know, this fellow, Faircare Mark, he controls, he's kind of sitting in the number 10 role, you know, just in front of the midfield, you know, but he controls their game. He He's the fellow who did take their style of play, who who can, like, what we're saying, Mark, where McGregor needs to play, who can pick out the space where the players are going to be. So that's why I think James McCarthy needs to come in there to upset this this player and, and block him from the taking their, their play. You know, because McGregor's, you're not going to have McGregor doing that because McGregor's, He's our type of player, Mark, who should be doing that for us. Uh, and he's not uh, Paul, he should be doing the, the faker role for us. Yeah, yeah, he should. He's not the player, Mark, who's going to stop that. And the only player we have at the moment to stop that, like if it's not McCarthy, it needs to be Zara. Do you know what I mean? One or two then has to play in this game. And I think if they don't, I think well, we could be in for a long night, Mark. Do you know what I mean? Paul, oh, see, really, what you're saying was basically just what we've seen for the last couple of games. Yeah. We're missing that kind of physical... Yeah. ...kind of battle, whatever. And it's not, Mark, it's not putting us into a defensive style. It's just giving us that bit of voice that's needed. Yeah, adding a dimension to the team. Mm-hmm. I mean, no. the, every team needs a ball winner, Paul, and that's mm-hmm. a ball winner in the middle of the park. And that's why we why we lo- why why we got over no overran but you know what I mean we lost the midfield battle at Ibrox. Yeah. Why we've not got a ball with just a that type of player in the middle of the park. We know, we know that's what McCarthy brings a lot more to the game than that, Paul. But we know that's his that's his thing. That's what he'll do. He'll, he'll but he pick out back. It's true what you said. Like he'll win the ball, but he pick out that Fairchair is their danger man. That he runs. Real Batista's team, do you know what I mean? And McCarthy would identify that, and he, if we can upset that mark, like, I, I would think we'd have a chance because we're blocking the path that, that they would use of Farker passing the ball out to the wings because they don't play down the middle. Do you know what I mean? If they use the wrist. With Ryan Kent, bringing back to the yes, if McCarthy had been playing that game, he'd identify Kent. Yeah, Kent, he'd have been making, he'd have been marking Kent. He wouldn't have been making the runs that he was making. No, he would identify that Mark, and that's why I think it's crucial that that we have that type of play. No, if it's if if it, I I won't think Zara would do it, Mark, because I don't think Zara has the experience with McCarthy. So terms like I, I would like to see McCarthy start this game because I think it's needed for Celtic to start McCarthy in this game. I I agree with you. I would love for McCarthy to start this game, but I would also say, Paul, I. I was like Mark. I thought he was started against Ross County. And he even got maybe sixty minutes under under his belt, and you know, mm-hmm. with the intent of having him ready for for Thursday. But I, if he if for some reason he's not available to start, I would start Sorrow 
because I think if we start McGregor, Turnbull, and Rogic, we're in a world of we're in a world of trouble. Because I I think the three of them the three of them if they play that if they play this game in that if those three in midfield with the guy you're talking about for for Real Betis, we're going to give him free reign. We're just we're not going to close him down. That's why I think if McCarthy doesn't play, they have to play Sorrow and allow McGregor further forward. And even if McCarthy has come on for the last 20, 25 minutes, if the game is still there, there to be won or drawn or whatever, then then great. But if we, I would really worry if we started with McGregor, Turnbull and Rogic in midfield on Thursday. Just for me, see we wrote Rogic and Turnbull is either or for me. Yes. that earlier on the programme as well. It's just, it is, I mean, really, the midfield of McGregor, Rogic and Turnbull is just so lightweight. It really is. It's again, you've not got any real. I mean, we know McGregor will battle, but he's he's not the best tackler. He's not a tackler, yeah. No, but no, again, Paul, just it's that lightweight. So for me, it's got to be not just for the Thursday night, but just for the team moving forward. It's got to be uh, with Rogic and Turnbull. It's either or. Yeah, for me, this the it, it never works with these two in the same. Match. I would, I, I, I would agree with you, Mark. And- I threw that question to Terence or that they're too si- they're too similar or Terence or something like that. Like they they just yeah. don't connect, do they? They're both they're both the kind of guy that and they're going to going to make trying to make the the, the killer pass. So you one in front of the other. It, it doesn't. There's not. I don't know. It's as Max said. They're they're so so similar in the way they in the in the way they are. Like, but you you really see how terrible. Don't really, you really see one of them getting ahead, and you know, like I don't know, I can't think of one of the midfielders we used to have, but you know, just getting ahead in the forwards and 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 scoring goals. They, like Petrov or even Petrov. You know, I mean, well, Turnbull scores a, 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 a doing a lot better than Christie's been doing. Turnbull's got a hat trick, but it's just they're just that similar, that lightweight. Oh. No, but I was looking. Sorry, I, I, I'm agreeing. I agree with you that I think definitely going forward, I think McCarthy or Sorrow, or if they think Shaw is deserves a crack at some stage, but I, I do think you need to get McGregor further forward. And as you as you said there, Mark, it's it's either or between Rogic or Turnbull, and they can. And per, listen, personally myself, when Kyle comes back, I'd be playing him there anyway, like Mark had said a couple of weeks ago. I'd be trying him there, especially if if Jacko is available to be fit or a Yeti's on form. So maybe a case that neither the two of them are starting there. You know, ideally, McCarthy, McGregor, and Kyogo in that role. I think that's going to happen, Ter. I really do, because I just don't see he's going to sign in Jacko and saying you're going to be sitting on a bench. Yeah, no, no chance of that either. I can I personally can't see that either. And the, in fairness, the, the one thing about Kyogo, like we all know, the runs he makes. If you're McGregor, who's an exceptional passer of a ball, like if Kyogo's going left or he's going right, he's going to open up space for whether it be a Yeti or whether it be Jacko up there. And McGregor has McGregor has the, the the eye for the pass that he can play through to either Kyogo or Kyogo has a, is a good passer of the ball himself, and it's going to open up so much room for if it's Jata or Abida. So I, I think going forward, I hope. It'll be love to see it that it is McCarthy, McGregor, and Kyle when they're all fully fit and rare to go. But come Thursday night, 
it's McCarthy or Sorrow in, in, in the holding role. If we play McGregor, Turnbull and Rogic, I really do fear for it. So you're good so, at Mrs. Real Button. He is. He is. Definitely. He's, he's the X. On your good terms. I was noticing he's the X factor, Mark uh, Kyogre. You know, he scares the he's he scares as as a good old Irish fan is he scares the bejesus out of the defence like. You know well, what Mark, I mean? He's a type of player too, Mark, that you know, with Yas with Yasa and Avadar on, on the wings and if he had Kyogo, like Kyogo would with his runs, like he'd open up space for the two wingers. Do you know, and, and that's what we kind of lack with like with with a Yeti up front. I mean that that's that's the way I think Yes, he doesn't bring to the team. He doesn't bring the movement that Coyote... And we've seen with Edward Mark playing up there before he moved on to Crystal Palace that we lack movement without Coyote up front, don't we? I bet you should say that, Bob. We can look to other players to provide yeah. that movement. You know, if, as if, it, if for some reason we, in games we David goes... But that movement's not going to come there, though, Mark, if you're going to have... Roderick and Tumble playing then either, do you know what I mean? It's, you know, so it has to change somewhere up front there, don't they? It's just too similar. Yeah. They really are just too similar to playing the same team for me. You That's all, is it, all. None of them get past the centre forward, like as Marco said, et cetera. Yeah. You know, you rarely see them, you know, if the if the, def- the defence is holding a high line that the ball is played over and it's Roderick or Turnbull flying onto the ball. You would have seen that with with Sam Petroff when he was playing you know and, and it's like said they're they're so so similar they're more the guy who wants to give the pass rather than be a pass well, well we would see that Mark then you know, if, if 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 we brought in McCarthy and maybe took out Roderick or, or, or Tom or one of them you would see McGregor getting into that advanced role for both strikers do you know what I mean because he'd have the he, he, he had the legs for that do you know what I mean just the, the the balance of the team, Paul, yeah. the actual balance of the team would be so much better with the likes of McCarthy in there. Mm-hmm. No, we, we, we talk about like we've, we've got three different types of striker. There between McCarthy, McGregor, and Rogic or Turnbull or Kyogo, even in that role, we've got three mm-hmm. different types of midfielder. Mhm. Look, I I, I was look, look. I know our, we have our own injuries, but I was looking at Real Batiste and and I was looking at their squad today and last night see see what injuries they have. Uh, their first choice uh, right winger, Diego Lezette, uh, he actually remains sidelined and he's one of their star players so he's out injured. Their first, first choice defender, Josef Salvi, is also injured. Uh, their other first choice uh, centre-back, Betra, actually came off injured last night. So we're going to have Reese and Pizella going into their centre-back, but they're not their first two centre-backs. No, Pazella, only recently he got called up to the Argentinian team, so he's a full international. But it, it, it could be a bit of an advantage that they don't have their first-choice centre-backs as well, Mark. Do you know what I mean? Well, as I said, then it gets us that 1% advantage. But... And that's a bit of an advantage there, Mark. Plus they're missing one of their danger men in, in the Mexican fan as well. Good that any players injured. I don't mean it that way, but just it could be good for Celtic. These players are missing. Because we will mm-hmm. we'll need every bit of luck we can get, Paul, I reckon, to get something out of the game. So my main, my main thing, look, looking at their... This could be, realistically, 
their their predicted lineup for for Tosnay. We're going to have Silver and Goal, Moreno, Pizella, Reese. We're going to have Berrid, uh, Rodriguez and Calvano will be they're they're holding midfielders. We're going to have Tello, Rodri and Farka and Igalias up front. Now Rodri started uh, on the right but he actually came off and it was Sergio Gonzalez that came on off the bench and I mean like this fella caught a rocket there last night and I, and I must say that I think he could start uh, instead of Rodri because that's uh, might start instead of Rodri on the right now if Radisson is fit I, I would start Radisson on the, on the right and I would throw Jovanovic just because of the experience over Montgomery on the left considering how we saw Mark he was comfortable against Rangers on the left and just be uh, just just for experience Mark I would put him on the left I'd be totally comfortable with Ranovic on the left hand side you know I think um, it could be a big ask like, you know what you're going to get from looking at years like I know Mark doesn't watch the Premiership terms but I know you presume over the Premiership years you know what you're going to get from Bellerin you know what you're going to get from Moreno they like to attack and they will get down the rings and it's going to be two against one on, on our back line on the wings on Thursday night. Well, it's imperative, Paul, that um, that obviously the, the our wingers, if it's Jota and Abida, come back and help. That's mm-hmm. part of the job, like, you know, so I, I'd be the same as yourselves with the two full-backs. I mean, Juranovic, the, the more you see of him, the more you just think, Someone in leg. I think it could. I think, I think it could be just a level above Montgomery at the moment in his progression. I know he's done well and stuff like that, but like this is quality opposition we're playing. Now it's not Ross County. It's not Dundee. Do you know what I mean? It's. I think it could be a little bit, but he could prove us wrong. He he, he has come in against as Mar and done a job, but I would start Ivanovic if if it was an option. Oh, 100 percent, Paul. But the beauty of it, Paul, is. Where, where last week or the week before we were talking about maybe certain areas in the pitch are a bit lightweight. Oh, not yeah. Are, are any of the three of us even remotely worried if Montgomery has to come in? And I'd say the answer is no. No, no. I would actually, if 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 Ralph like like I don't know what condition really, Mark. Like going by what my own what colleagues has has COVID at the moment, and he's vaccinated, and and he was hit by. By COVID and, and and he was actually bed bound for a couple of days. Uh, we know Mickey, geez, had he had his own troubles and stuff like that. We actually don't know how fit Radisson is at the moment either. So we don't, you know. No, that, that's that's what it'll come down to, buddy. I think that's what, if he's fat enough, I think he'll start for. Mm-hmm. Again, Paul, the medical team will make an assessment on that, and they'll know they'll know whether he's. You know what but, I mean? If he if he's not up, they won't start the guy. You know, but going by what Terence was saying there, like if it was a choice between for this game, if it was a choice between Taylor and Montgomery on the left, personally I I go for Montgomery just to, due to the fact of his pace that he'd be able to get up and down the ring, Terence. Do you know what I mean? And I think that's one benefit that if Montgomery starts, that you know what you're going to get from that. He's able to go like and like he's. I'm not going to come left backs. We come left wing backs. But I think with Andrew's system, that Montgomery's more capable of doing the job that Taylor's not 
able to do for Angie. Yeah, I just I just think that the young lad is he he he's so he's so comfortable on the ball. He's comfortable in attack. He's comfortable in defence. But when he when he goes to attack, he goes to attack. Like he 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 his first thought is normally always to try get the ball go down, and he he tries to deliver crosses in. I I don't like being overcritical of Taylor because he he, he tries. Yes. But I just feel at times that whether he's whether it's to do with his I don't know if it's a confidence thing or not, but he always seems to say his first option is always to nearly pass, don't, back. pass it pass it back inside rather and he and he can cross the ball. Like he has quite a high stats in regards to assists of goals. It's just that he when you see him doing it it it, it, it infuriates you when you're watching it, you're going, What are you doing? Passing it back in again. But, but I, I do think young Montgomery is first train of thought is to get down the wing, support, tackle, and he, he can cross the ball. I, I if it was between the two of them, I'd I'd be saying I'd be saying Montgomery as well, Paul, if it was me. Mm-hmm. My only concern, Mark, about this game is the way Ange plays, right? He he, he likes to use the our left backs as, as left wing wing backs, right? And looking at the way Ring Batiste play and they they love they don't they don't really like to play through the middle. You know, they like to use the wings that they're going to have loads of space on their on their wings. And I know uh, Bellerin ha- didn't have the best of seasons at Arsenal, but to be honest, like who has had the best of seasons with Athens for the last couple of years? Do you know what I mean? Bellerin, he's a quick, fast player. And Moreno's a fast player. Like they we they could have a feel nice if we give him that space back. And that's the only concerns I have with Ange in these games that he needs to kind of maybe adjust the system, you know, like to, to stop their counter-attack, Mac, or stop their kind of style of play, you know? But we're going to be similar to them too, Max. Get me, we're going to be on different front as well. But like Ange ball and Ange's system and that, but he's no one who he's won, Paul, be, or done what he's done when no, like, tweaking the system to suit certain games. Mm-hmm. And that's, I mean, that's the sign of a good coach, a good manager. I mean, straight, you might have your own system, but you'll adjust it accordingly to, to play against your opponents. But, but then, look, I'm going to go the opposite. In the benefits of that system, Mark, is that that's their style of play, right? Batiste, they like to be the front four, they like to but Ange, but that's the style of play Ange wants, and he wants to be in the front four. But we saw against is. But he has to have the right personnel, Mark. We, we saw it against Acer but it all comes down to personnel. That's, it comes down to James McCarthy, Mark. I was going come to come in there. See, yeah. moving James, putting James McCarthy in, moving, uh, moving McGregor like up, up, up a spot in the yes. field, and then I, as I was saying, some Kyogo Turnbull, or Ange isn't he changing his system. No, he's changing the personnel. Aye, to get me. Aye, yeah, that's what I mean. His system's no changing. He's He's bringing in McCarthy to cover David, David, that kind of role. Does cover the defence if there's breaking down the wing and Ralston stuck up field, McCarthy's across to cover that, vice versa. Yeah. Fancy. So the system, people kind of get bogged down in this too much about it. Things for me, Paul, that, oh, he doesn't suit Angie's system, he doesn't suit this. But systems, the system stays the same, but the actual game plan, Post, yeah. the game plan will still get tweaked. The system, that's why I, the system is how you work, how you 
covered your area, how you mark your... That's just the system. That's how it didn't work against the SAL, my mark. We didn't have the the likes of James McCarthy or, or Zorro to, to hold that mid, and let McGregor push up and let him make the passes. Do you know what I mean? Cause, Same in the derby, Paul. Yeah, that's this. Must, you know, we just lack a physical presence. In and that's how we're not... Park. That's how Abida and, and Yasser... They'd be isolated, Mark, in the game if we're going, if, if we're going to start McGregor in the holding role and have Tomer and Logic, you're going to be guaranteed that Abadal's not going to get the ball, Yasha's not going to get the ball. And that's where the system will fail, that because the personnel isn't right for, for this type of game, you know? Well, I mean, we've got on about that as well, Paul, and I kind of, I was reading something, the other night, just some mad stuff I was reading on the internet, and it was somebody talking about a bad in the derby game and how he was taking the service and how this and that. And see if you look back at the game, Paul, everything we did day went down, like, Kyoko, went down to the left-hand side. Yeah. So, again, that, you've got to mix that up. You can't just... It does come down to experience of McCarthy, Denmark, who knows that McCarthy would spot this, that Abadaz free off in the right. Do you know what I mean? He he, he has the vision for that, don't he? That that's the experience that McCarthy would bring to the squad. Like even doing, even even McGregor further forward control yeah. right in the park. Because Rangers that's what I was going about, Mark. Expecting that this boy yeah. going out to the left hand side all the time for Kyogo. So I said, a wee cross, a uh, long diagonal ball doing the other side of the park. That could have caused chaos. Mm-hmm. Standing out there, nobody's near him. That's what I, I was saying, Mark, that we're not utilising McGregor for, for the forward, you know what I mean? I think as well, Paul, um, if you have the likes of McGregor going further forward, I, 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 I think that it's going to occupy their, their better players because they know how good McGregor is. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I need... if McGregor had been that bit further up the field against Rangers... That's pushing somebody like Davis back. Davis back, yeah. And that, that, that's then losing uh, midfield of Denmark in the centre. You know what I mean? That's why they had they overran the thing because McGregor was so far back, Mark. That's why their midfield was so... Do you know what I mean? Terms is saying there, that just yeah. McGregor that wee further up can pull the... It, it, occupies, it occupies more of their players because they know how good McGregor is. But not only does it occupy more of their players, it opens up more space, in my opinion, for the likes of Abad and the likes of Jota, that all of a sudden, Abad might be one-on-one. It, he might, it might be two-on-one. Mm-hmm. Whereas, at, whereas at the minute when you've got the way that we had it, especially as you said in the derby match, and McGregor sitting back, it was literally out to Kyogo, and they just doubled up on him. Every single time they do- doubled up on him. Mm-hmm. And I think well, McGregor further forward is a much bigger threat. Passing, shooting, just his all-around play and, pro- and being a provider. And I think it, it the Real Betis will obviously would, would it'll put them on the back foot a bit more. And then That's what I'm saying, yeah, yeah. Certainly from my opinion it would open much more space for like a Jota if he's starting or Abida and give them a more one on one. And I, and let's be fair, Abida will run at anyone. You know. Because we know uh, due to COVID there's going to be uh no Celtic fans there, unfortunately, uh I was reading that the, the stadium is going to be still going to be sixty uh, percent full back. So I think Celtic need to be going into this expecting a bit of a 
hostile atmosphere as well, known to Spanish clubs back like as as Celtic sports as well. We're we're passionate about our club like but Celtic need to quieten the the Spanish club as well, don't they? I just block that out, Paul. Get out, yeah. get out and concentrate on the, the actual game. Concentrate on doing their jobs on the park. So go and buy... They did hostile environments before. They played, before. They played it one another week. I'd say but, most of those players don't even realise that. I'd say they don't even... I, I agree with that, Terry. I think they're about to... To be honest, Paul, there's guys in that, there's guys in that team and they're, they're so long in the tooth with the greatest respect. Stuff like that, it's water off a duck's back to them. They don't even... They, they might, they, when they're going onto the pitch and they're doing the preliminaries and all the bits and pieces, they'll hear the crowd and they'll hear after. As soon as the referee blows the whistle, those guys are so professional. They, that's not a stir out of them. I just said, like, look, they played against 50,000 of that crowd there a couple of weeks ago. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, I, I, think, I, think, I think a lot of these guys are around the block a long, long time. A lot of internationals. That stuff, uh, I don't... Even doing the players like Janovic... Uh, That's it, Mark. We, 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 saw, we, we saw him coming in to his first uh, Glasgow derby and it didn't phase him at all. Oh, didn't phase him whatsoever. You know, and Croatian League, Mark, is... He returns, Paul. A lot of that, a lot of that's just hyped up with the press and, and the fans and things like that. I mean, don't get it wrong. Big, big games at Celtic Park. That must be always electric. All the players coming... And, bomb about it and see how great it was and all that but most of these players like Ian Easton and that did they stop them pumping this <laughs> you know what I mean didn't they stop them coming and like all these players over the years oh the atmosphere at Celtic Park's amazing but they've all came like fair to we've beat big teams at Celtic Park and a lot of that maybe be doing the atmosphere but a lot of big teams have came and no bother their backside and gave us a doing Terrence mm-hmm. uh, what would you go with uh, Charles what, what would your Preferred starting lineup be? It would be, it would be, it would be Hart, assuming Ralston's fifth. Ralston. I was going to go with Barkas and go. Yeah, I was about to say that as well. The rest turns, you know. I'll go, I'll go, uh, I'll go Barkas, Eton, uh, I'd have a heart attack. I'd slay, I'd slay Kennedy and the fucking light trap. But yeah, obviously goalie says it's on. Uh, Ralston if he's fit, uh, Vickers, Starfield, Ivanovic. Obviously, fingers crossed. McCarthy's fit. It'd be McCarthy, McGregor, and Rogic for me. I'd have Jota, Abada, and Ayeti up front. Mark, kind of quite similar, I suppose, wouldn't you? That's probably what I would do as well. As well, maybe I mean, Assange's going to throw a curveball and put Yanko in. But that's it, you know that we that that's really what 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 I'm playing. I know like we're we're short in numbers and stuff like that. But underneath Lennon, like we saw players maybe in four or five months to get their chance in the first team. But with with uh, with Ange, Mark, he's not afraid to throw him in there. Do you know what I mean? Like he's we're seeing players making their debuts in Glasgow derbies that. You wouldn't have seen before. Do you know what I mean? You know, so it would surprise me if you chose if you chose Jack. But that's what we wanted, Mac. We want players who'd come in uh, like a get the ground running. Do you know what I mean? I mean, for me, Paul, it all comes down to the fitness. Right, been right. McCarthy's not been match fit. He didn't have much a pre-season. And just says we were a bit too cautious with him. That's how McCarthy's not been playing. 
But if these players have come in and shown their fitness, again, Paul, they're experienced players. Yeah. Even mm-hmm. Starfield, right? Starfield's maybe not the best of starts. He's had a wee couple of dodgy moments, but it's not as if he's a 19-year-old guy. Mm-hmm. Turn says it. This should be water if a, see even the fans game guys are. It should be water if a duck's back when you're kind of that. I mean, it's no unless it's serious kind of abuse. Do you get what I mean? If you're getting into race it, whatever that. Abuse, but I'm just talking about. Oh, he's no doing well. He's shiny. We shouldn't be picking him. Right? This should be water if a duck's back. Did he like just, that kind of age? I think I what what Terence was saying there as well, Mark, about about Starfield is like. With Vickers coming in, like he he doesn't seem seem to kind of not kind of be the main man there. No, do you know what I mean? That Vickers seems to be the kind of the, the vocal point of, of the back line. Do you know he's taking a bit of pressure off Starfield? Do you think? I know there's a kind of we spoke about it before, Paul. Like two kind of opposite kind of defenders. Mm-hmm. You have like a a ball playing one, and you want to have a big kind of physical presence one. Uh, and I, I said earlier when we were reviewing the game, I thought they played well, considering they never played together or that. Yeah. Showed signs of a, a good partnership could form there. Vickers brings that kind of oh, physical approach to the back line that we don't have, Mark, don't we? Yeah, big so we were crying out for a spine from, uh, from the back up, and, you know, like you've heard, Vickers, McCarthy. He's a bit of a glad that Vickers, he really is. He's like an American yeah. footballer. What well, would you? Big unit, like. But yeah. Sorry, can I? Make take one point there, Mark, that you were talking about a few minutes ago. Like you know, we we're saying about he may start Checo, but like I, 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 I don't think he will myself personally. But like if he's saying Jacko wasn't fit to start against Ross County or even come on against Ross County, I don't know how he's going to be fit four days later. If you if you understand, maybe I'm maybe I, I'm not hundred percent sure on it, but. I, I could maybe if they, if he's on the bench and he can come on for twenty minutes, but if I I don't if a guy's not fit enough to start against Ross County, I'm not sure how he could start on Thursday. I think um, what I was reading about Jack was that he hasn't played since May that he was solving a ban. Uh, nearly a four five, four five four five game bans, and so he really he hasn't had preseason or nothing because he he wanted to move away and stuff like that. So. I, I agree with you, Terence. You know, I, I think. I've just, Jack, just meaning Terence. I would, just with what you're saying there. Fair dues, he's maybe not going to be fit for a couple of weeks. Yeah, but I was, I was just meaning as if it was the kind of move that wouldn't surprise me, fans. Yeah, that's what I would oh, you get. Hundred percent. But I, I'd have him. I'd ideally, if if you could get twenty five minutes out of the guy, I'd be going right. You're going to be on the bench, and. You know, if you need a twenty-five minutes, half an hour out of him, I would expect, with the greatest respect, any professional footballer to be able to run around for twenty-five minutes in a in a game. I think so, he's going to give us an option too, Terence. You know, he if it's nil all off, it's one all off. I've not seen much of bad in my court, man. Well, he's going to, he's going, to, he'll hold up the ball for us, Mark. Do you know what I mean? You know, he he's that physical presence that we don't have up, and that, that's going back to what you said, Mark. We've three different types of strikers now. You know, and he'll give us that option, Mark, to bring on, to hold up the ball if needed, and and bring players around him. Do you get me? You he's know? a goal. He's yeah. a goal. If you're a goal scorer, you'll score. You'll score goals anywhere. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And the guy obviously was top goal scorer last last year in the Dutch league. And he's not slow either. That's I mean, this fellow's he's, he's pacey as well. Like he's not slow. You know. 
I think no player that Ange has signed is is really slow at the moment. I don't think you know. It's Terence is saying there, Paul. If he was a third goal scorer in the Dutch league and he get relegated, yeah. I mean, he must. He's got to have something. You know, uh, what? What would you go, Terence uh, Tosnay? Before we go, what, what? What would you be happy with, or what team would be a realistic I'd, score? I'd be over the moon with a draw. I'd be over the moon if they got a draw out of it. But I, I, I genuinely think. If we go in the midfield of McGregor, mm-hmm. Turnbull, Lugic, we're dead. That's if key. Mc- like, yeah, that's key. If you McCarthy know? starts, or or they have to start Sorrow and McGregor's further forward, ideally McCarthy, Sorrow, and Rogic in midfield, and the rest of the players pretty much now and picked as the ones I named earlier, apart from Barkas and goals, obviously that's Mark's choice. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, but if, if they can start, um, I'd be. I'd be more confident in the draw if McCarthy starts. I don't get it. Yourself, Mark, I think you'd be happy with it if he came away with a draw in Tosnay. So it'd, be, it'd be a great result for Celtic if, if he came away with a draw. It'd be a great. I would be a brilliant result, Paul. In the terms, it's, it's going to be a really big ask, and it depends again who the, who, who the team they play as, but. Yeah, uh, one each. One each would do me. Yeah, that's what I was looking at. One each. You know, I, I'd be happy with that. Uh, that's it for tonight, lads. Uh, thanks to Terence for short notice joining us tonight. Thanks to all the lads in the live chat for joining us. Um, Mark, we close the shop. Well, just thanks to you, Paul, for tonight and everything else you do to help the podcast not keep moving. Thanks very much for joining us again, Terence. As Paul says, at short notice. Mikey must be test driving his new big fancy motor. <laughs> Thanks to everybody that joined the live chat. Remember, hit the subscribe button, hit the like button, and if you know how to, please leave a comment. Good night, God bless, and hail, hail. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your Cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. This episode of the Boz and Bovril podcast was originally broadcast on the Celtic Rumours TV YouTube channel.